0: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. This is behind the steel curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you. It's Tuesday night. It's a little after 9 p.m. You're a Steelers fan. You might not want to be anywhere right now, but if you want to be somewhere, where else would you rather be? And with me as always, except when he's not, is my big brother, Rich. Rich, how are you breathing tonight? Wait. Not well. Hold on. Hold on.
1: <laughs> this just in. Mm-hmm. Mitch Trubisky threw another interception
0: Oh, oh I I thought you were going to say This just in The Baltimore Ravens rushed for another first down <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to say um,
1: Wait, something else just in Germans love David
0: Hasselhoff. <laughs> there you go. Uh, shout out to the late Norm McDonald. So, uh, Rich, let's dive into. Th- you know, no, actually, we have to do something else before we dive into things. This is our family show. We got to talk about this. We've at least got to do it. She's probably not listening, but we have to give a shout out to our mother, don't we? Because if we have to. Today <laughs> is her seventy fifth birthday, so this is our opportunity to say. Happy birthday mom uh sorry I said how old you were but I don't think you care um we at least we at least have to to acknowledge that um so happy birthday mom
1: I just and i had I kind of tried to tell her this earlier because I did talk to her on the phone for a brief moment but you know Renan and I stopped by their house this evening to see mm-hmm. her and to give her a birthday card
0: and they weren't home. <laughs> well, I tried to call yeah. her and it was actually kind of nice because now she gets her birthday song all the time that the kids and I sang um, happy birthday to her voicemail. So she can yeah, listen to it, it over and over. But
1: but it's, it's you know, they're always home.
0: Yeah, they're always home and they weren't <laughs> except, home.
1: <laughs> except for when I figured they'd be home and I'd be able to stop in and say happy birthday and all that fun stuff. and uh, They were not. So. However, she did get something that people generally do not get okay it was very quick and very brief and sorry son but it was fairly poor Uh oh but, but Kyle sang her happy birthday
0: oh and <laughs> Kyle does not Kyle does not sing happy birthday or anything so yeah um yeah so happy birthday mom just wanted to say that let's roll on to the Steelers I know that's what people are here for they don't want to hear about our Which, mom, by the but... way little
1: piece of brian anthony davis trivia out there for me. So who who does our mother share a birthday with
0: okay one dude okay.
1: one uh, you know i'm sure your daughter's a fan because my daughter's a fan mm mm-hmm. And that would be one Taylor Swift. Oh, really? <laughs> no. Right now, tell uh, me that's not. Tell me that's not a Brian Anthony Davis. Style.
0: That would be that would be a Brian Anthony no. Davis. I thought you were talking Steelers, like a Steelers No, player, no. no yeah, he would probably know that. We, we all know that deep down inside, bad is a true Swiftie. Yes. So uh, I'm, I'm sure he is. He has a. He, he has a. I'm, I'm trying. Sure to he's think. got
1: tickets for somewhere this summer. Yeah,
0: right? uh, probably. He's. I'm, I'm trying to think if his daughter is now technically a teenager. I think she is. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Therefore, it's kind of one of those things. Let's talk about the news. All right. So Mike Tomlin has press conference today. There was something pretty big with that press conference that was the main crux of it. We're going to talk about it last because it's going to be a lot of a, a lot of the discussion. So let's knock out the other things quickly to get to it. Um. News. Chris Wormley. He says he has surgery on his knee and he is out. Coach Tomlin did not say for the season, I assume for the season. Uh, Then it came across our breaking news channel. I saw it earlier today that it is an ACL. So that means that he is definitely out for the season. Who knows how far beyond. Very sad. If you go to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and read our articles since 2.30 this afternoon, that's when I did the defensive PFF scores. Chris Wormley had the highest score in the game. For the Steelers, he was having himself a pretty good game against his former team. He seems to kind of rise up to that, which makes you almost wonder: is it familiarity, or is it that he can that he he gets extra motivated? I'm like, I wish he's motivated that much all the time. But uh, he was Did you think Wormley was having a nice game from anything you saw? He had he had a half a sack, he had a forced fumble. Um,
1: yes, um, he he was having a very solid game. Yes.
0: yes and I've been saying it all season Chris Wormley is better when he doesn't have to be your starter he is a better rotational piece I think he was he had the he had the best run defense event grade of anyone for the Steelers because you know the run defense wasn't doing well and he went out the end so of the third what quarter was his score like and they didn't seven. have it out there no I'll know but I mean believe it or not his run defensive score he had an 88.7.
1: Okay, you, you didn't under... yeah that was I sad. know,
0: because it's a joke because of everyone else. Yeah, but what's sad is, oh, yeah, he had a run defensive score that was that high. Here's what's crazy. The next four highest run defense scores, all players from the secondary. Gee whiz. No, yeah. I
1: mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably Micker Fitzpatrick and Micker Fitzpatrick,
0: Edmonds. Carroll Edmonds, um, Sutton, and Casey.
1: I was going to say, Sutton, I saw, come up and make a few nice tackles. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: I mean, and and uh, I, it wasn't – and one, a person who didn't get a run defense score was Arthur Millette. He was only in there for one play. It was a pass play, and he made the tackle. So he ended up with a pretty decent score. Um, but, you know, whether you like the PFS scores or not. But players that were under 50, Isaiah Loudermilk, Alex Highsmith, Matrevious Adams, Devin Bush, Tyson Aloalo, and Marvin Leal from – and that that down. So we'll get to the rush defense when we talk more about this game. So Chris Wormley, you know, contract year, everything else. Uh feel feel bad for him, but um hopefully you can get some recovery and uh and get back out there whether it's with the Steelers or somewhere else. Um best wishes to you. The other news are that the Steelers have reportedly, this is not official by the team, but it's been reported by by various sources that the Steelers are signing a defensive tackle off of the New York Jets practice squad. That's, that's going to probably be that roster move. And it's also been reported that uh, after being released by the Titans on Monday, that the Steelers are bringing back Ola Adenier. Um, I got to look up the name of the, of the defensive tackle for the, um, I, I, I have it here. I did have it here. Where'd it go? Um, I have it Jets. right here on my phone, but I forgot my phone. Yeah, Jonathan Marshall. Uh, Jonathan Marshall. Um, he was a sixth round draft pick, twenty twenty one. Played four games with the Jets last year. Was on their practice squad. Um, yeah, that's that's the best I can go with that. Um, so that these are not official; these are reports, and you you never trust reports. There was a report that the Steelers were signing Derwin Gray back to their practice squad last week, and it was but based on something that he put on social media. Yeah, that didn't happen. So those are or the the other news from today. But the biggest news probably comes from Coach Tomlin's press conference, and it comes to the situation with the Steelers quarterback position. Coach Tomlin went into things um, when he talked about injuries. He went into it in detail about how things happened with Kenny Pickett and going into the concussion protocol during the game. Now, as someone who did a pretty extensive study on the new concussion protocols in order to do a podcast for my stat geek back in October, go back and check that out. It was the week before the Dolphins game. Um, Cause people were wondering how in the world can Kenny Pickett be a full participant on Wednesday? You know, it laid it all out um, there. But because of that, I had an idea what happened. Coach Tomlin today confirmed what I believed happened. And that was after the hit, Kenny Pickett was evaluated for concussion. He did not have any symptoms. When a player doesn't have any symptoms, they have to let him come back in and play because that's just how it works. But just because they test you and you don't have symptoms doesn't mean it stops. That's part of what they do. They will continue to test you because sometimes you don't have symptoms right away. Sometimes it's minutes or hours later. And they tested him again after the next drive. He had symptoms. He was he was pulled out, taken to the locker room for the full evaluation. Rich. I know how that works. Yeah.
1: Because um, I got a concussion in a softball game years ago, diving for a ball mm-hmm. in the outfield. And I was fine for the next, I don't know, 10 minutes or so. And then, bam. I mean, just out of nowhere, mm-hmm. I was just like, Whoa! What the? Yeah, all of a sudden I was mm-hmm. just like, "What the heck is going on?" And you know, basically, I finished the half inning in the outfield, came in, hit, and then was in the dugout. And before the next inning started, I was like, "Guys, I can't go." And they're like, "What?" I said, "I don't know what's wrong." Turns out, I had a concussion. Yeah, like, a concussion.
0: So you didn't. So, so it what it it took you ten minutes before it came in, it, and it that's was probably
1: well, longer than that. It's probably closer to twenty minutes before it really yeah. hit me.
0: Yeah, and that's that's how it works. They th- that's why when they uh, evaluate you, you you are not clear from being evaluated, even if you're not in the protocol. Because in the protocol means you have to do certain things. I mean, they have tablets that you have to do some things electronically. If your eyes, can, I mean, if obviously if you have a if you have other symptoms, they're not asking you to do that because that could be a problem with your eyes and everything else. But in order to then get through the protocol, there's things of that that they do. And all this is based off your your own baseline because they give a cognitive test to every player in the preseason before they play. So they're not basing it off of standards. They're basing it off of you, what you should be able to do. So that's the way it works. So that's what I assumed happened with Kenny Pickett. I'm like, oh, he had no symptoms. And then either he did something where he reported it or they, or they gave him another test. He, and Coach Tom didn't say he reported. It. He said then he was showing some symptoms, and they had to go further and place him in the protocol, and then ultimately would would rule him out. So right. there wasn't, and they didn't do anything wrong. That and the thing is, people are like, oh man, he went back in for a series. Imagine what would have happened. To me, this shows the protocol worked because they didn't say, oh, he's back, he's fine, we're done. They didn't, that that doesn't work that way anymore. That's been that way in the past. you check out they just say you're fine that you continually have to check out every opportunity that they can to run something past you um and and to me that's just showing that they are taking it more seriously that uh, you can't get by with being okay for a few minutes and then not being okay um, now was your was your concussion diagnosed? Yes. Okay, so you did go to the doctor and find out you had a concussion. Yes. I believe I had two concussions in my life, but neither one of them was diagnosed. And they both acted the same. And mine, oh. mine mine were right away. Mine were right away. Um
1: I had other ones that were diagnosed too, and you probably remember some. Well, I know you remember well, one I, of it was them when ones, you fell through the skylight. <laughs> well, that was one. <laughs> yeah. When you were you were present for the other one.
0: Okay, what was the other one? I didn't do it, did I?
1: No. My junior year of high school, well, summer before my junior year of high school.
0: That's, that would have been I was I would have been going into seventh grade. All Football. right. Oh yeah Football yeah yeah game. yeah yeah yeah. Oh yeah, I've, i I got to ride the ambulance. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, for your for your they, for your neck injury and and. But there was concussion. concussion. That, that one okay. had a
1: concussion there too. So.
0: Okay, um, so mine. Mine was my sophomore year of high school, the one that I believe that I had because I it was in basketball, and I took a charge, and I hit my head on the floor. Oh, yeah, I've done that before, and, too. And bro. what stinks is I didn't get the call because the guard reached before he got to me and got called for a foul before I even took the charge. I don't oh, – I know. I The thing is – First, I, I don't have much memory of the game. I I scored like two more baskets, but I don't really remember anything that happened in that game afterwards.
1: Well, that so, was, and then that I got was, the bad
0: headache later. The week,
1: well, oh, not the week. What was that? Three days before the one for football for me. Uh-huh. So you remember that like three days before, whatever that, I guess maybe it was two days before Saturday, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we'd played that scrimmage at Myersdale. Yeah. I had one in that game that was undiagnosed. Gotcha. Like, yeah. You want to know why? Why? Uh, because from the time it happened mm-hmm. until we were at uh, the ever wonderful Garrett County fair later that night,
0: I'll remember remember. Thing. i don't remember.
1: See, I don't know how I got home that day. Yeah. Did I ride the bus? Did I go home with mom, dad? I have no clue. See, you have
0: no idea. The other one for me was in college playing flag football. And, it, and once again, it was the ground. It was, it was, I actually was rumbling, rumbling, bumbling, stumbling, and uh, actually twisted around and fell back on my back and did my head. And, that one was it that one wasn't as I, much I'm as it was. I'm surprised that the, Dave, I'm
1: surprised the ground could cause a concussion
0: <laughs> for you. <laughs> I've got a hard time.
1: No, because the man of your large size and your large stature, I would imagine that as the ground saw you coming, <laughs> it would give way. Yeah,
0: it would it would soften up for me, but uh yeah. Anyway, let's let us Back to the Steelers part of this, but yeah, so we've we understand. So I'm really glad that you said that about where you had a diagnosed concussion. That it was, it wasn't you. The game wasn't done, but it was later in the game that it really came into play. So that's that's important to remember because, as it says right in the protocol, no two concussions are the same. No two concussions are the same. And just because a player is in the protocol also does not mean that they have a concussion. They could be in the protocol because it is believed they have a concussion. And just because a player is ruled out of the, out for the game does not mean they have a concussion. But a lot of people just assume so. So they say, oh, this is Kenny Pickett's second concussion. The way he went through the protocol, it, came, it, it happened in a way that made it seem like he didn't have one the first time. And it also goes into your history, how many of you had, have you had other head injuries in the past? But that's um all, all those various different things. So that's what's going on with Kenny Pickett. So that's what happened. But what people want to know is what's going to happen. What's the deal with him this week? And the and and the infamous words of Mike Tomlin that we he says every week when it comes to injuries, we'll let participation be our guide. There you go. Yeah. We'll let, we'll, we'll let participation be our guide. And wisely, and I say wisely, he's he even said, they're like, oh, so what the what the medical staff say? They said, I haven't talked to him yet today. I think that was intentional. <laughs> do you think that was intentional? Oh, yeah. You don't talk was to the doctors that, after I mean, the press conference because then you great. don't have to answer
1: and you can say, yeah. I haven't talked to him yet. I love it. That's yeah. exactly how I'd do it.
0: Yeah, so – um. Yeah, that's just that's just, just, just what it is. So that's what he says. So we don't know. We'll have to look at the injury report every day if Kenny Pickett's going, going to practice. And honestly, if Kenny Pickett is fine, I get it. But if he's not, it's not as important for him to come back now, mainly because the Pittsburgh Steelers were not victorious on Sunday. Now, before we get it a little bit more on Sunday, because I got another question for you. Mike Tomlin was was asked about it because it was something that he said as he went. If Kenny Pickett's not available to practice on Wednesday, we'll have both quarterbacks going in order to see how things progress throughout the week. Rich, he specifically Yay. said, going to get work to both quarterbacks. Reading between the lines or anything of that nature, or do you think do you think that is an indication that maybe it's gonna be you know number number two working for us on Sunday? If you know who does number two work for? Uh sorry. Uh <laughs> who? Yes. number two work for. Yeah, so uh you um, there, pal
1: might blow out a no-ring.
0: So I'm gonna ask you. Okay, who do you who? If I if I if you had to put the wager on it right now, DraftKings is up. You got the let's say you got even odds, all three. Who takes the first snap for the Pittsburgh Steelers at quarterback this Sunday?
1: All right. Um <sighs> if you're saying even money all if if I got even money all three, hmm? I'm saying Kenny Pickett.
0: All right, you're saying Kenny Pickett. You think he comes through? Okay.
1: Now, if if I don't have as good of odds on Kenny Pickett, I'm mm-hmm. saying Mason Rudolph.
0: You're saying Mason Rudolph. Because I couldn't honestly, see him. Yet. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, um like see what Mason could do throwing a ball. Um, we also what could do throwing like well, we're gonna get into that some too, I'm sure. Just yes, we are some of some of what mm-hmm. I would call the good, the bad, the ugly. From the game the other day, so yep. but, you know, and, and I think Coach Tomlin, it's one of those where if it's not Kenny, like if okay, Mason's going to get every chance in practice to show he's ready to go, and if Tomlin feels he's ready to go, he may be the one to really get to, he may get the shot.
0: Yeah, but there's also one other factor, and you gotta you gotta throw it out here to Claude Bishop who put it there. Yep. He says Mitch is starting because he'll be the Steelers' second quarterback next year because he's under contract. One thing to remember, because this is going to be this is the title of the show. This is what we're going to get into. You know what? I'm going to bring it up now because I'm going to ask this question throughout various things. I know we're 20 minutes in, but we're, you know, covered. That was a lot of Kenny Pickett stuff to talk about. And of course, happy birthday, mom. Um the title of the show is what are the goals for the Steelers over the last four games? And Mitch brings that up, uh, that is something that could then be a goal. But there could be another goal associated with that as well that we'll get to. And and but, and but the reason we ask about the goal was because the result of this past week's game. this This played out – I've said this so many times on so many different shows, so I'm sorry that I'm repeating myself, but I've got to set up our premise, even if it means I have to repeat a little bit. And that is the third quarter of the season played out how I hoped it would, that the Steelers could go at least three and one coming out of the bye. And then they host the Baltimore Ravens in a huge matchup that if the Steelers can win the game, they are still in it. They are still relevant, but if they don't, it kind of shows us who they are and it's uh, let's start building towards next year. That's how it played. Out. Now if the Steelers would have gone four and zero in the third quarter, they could have still lost that game and still had that opportunity for relevancy but that's not how it played out. To me, this was the pivotal game of where the Steelers. You know, the the fact that they were still mathematically, and they still are technically mathematically, it's just a really long shot. There for the postseason, I know, I know. Playoffs? Yeah. Don't talk about it. playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Yeah, I know. But the Steelers were still really in it if they could have pulled off that win against Baltimore. They would have had to basically win out or go three and one. Now, the Steelers absolutely can't lose another game and a bunch of other things would have to happen. I'm not banking on that. So, to me, you could talk about the goals being the postseason. It's no longer really within your grasp. It's really not. So, to me, You want to, the goals for the last four games is very different because we haven't been in this situation with the Steelers for a long time. Could be different. Now, I still wouldn't mind. Some people still want to, you know, they want a good draft pick or everything else. We've got to remind you of something, right? Hello, you play to win the game. You do. Okay. So the goal is going to be to win. That's always the goal. The goal is to win. people are like, but it doesn't help your draft stock. You know what? getting a picking 10th versus 15th is not nearly as important. I'm going to say something shocking is not nearly as important of keeping a culture that you always play to win. Can you agree with that statement?
1: I totally agree with that. Yes.
0: Now, if you don't win, that's the consolation prize. And that's a good consolation prize, but you are going to play to win, even if you don't, because that's that is the culture, that is the goal. These players don't care about what position, what draft pick the, the Steelers have last year. A number of these guys aren't going to be here, and he's going to whoever they pick, regardless of where that is, going to be replacing somebody. Yep. So are they playing for their replacement? No, they're playing. All the time, they're playing for their careers, whether it be with Pittsburgh or with someone else. So those, so that's the so to, to say, the goal was to not win. That's not realistic. That's not very realistic. But there can be other goals in there. Now, let's do some recapping of last week's game because as we talk about things, we can talk about how that rolls into what some of these goals are going to be over the last four games. Rich, before oh, before we do it, Tyler W. Says team hasn't beaten a true contender since week one. I mean, you could say that Tampa's technically a contender only because their division is so bad they're still yeah. leading it. <laughs> but that's why I said contender. But uh, honestly, yeah. you you make the playoffs, you should be a contender. But yeah. He, that's a great point, Tyler. And and that's one thing that I thought about this game is this is going to show the Steelers who they are. Are they You've got to find, even, find a way to win, You've, even though the Steelers outplayed the Ravens. I'm saying it right now. The Steelers overall had themselves set up in a better chance to win the game against the Ravens. Now, did they get dominated by the Ravens running on them? Absolutely. But if the Steelers wouldn't have screwed up the other stuff that they did, the Ravens wouldn't have even had the chance to run like that or, and still be able to, to, to find success. So it's not that the Steelers did it, it, nothing wrong. Have,
1: yeah. The Steelers could have forced them into having to pass the ball more. And then the defense potentially could have feasted. And yes, you know, but we didn't, you know, we get to their third string quarterback and we don't get the chance to feast. Why? Because all he had to do is turn around, hand the ball off and we couldn't do a thing about it.
0: And it's like, you, I don't, I didn't know about you. When they came out and they were on the one-yard line and it was his first snap, Anthony Brown, right? That's the name, Anthony Brown. First snap, I said to myself, this is Wayne Harbs we're talking about. He's going to pass this ball. Yeah. And the reason I felt that he was going to pass that ball was because he wanted to then make the Steelers play past the rest of the game so they could run while they ran it 95% of the time. Because if they didn't pass it and try to get the Steelers to not completely play the run, then they probably weren't going to win. So even if they, the Steelers get a pick six or something there, which they didn't, I mean the, the Ravens got three yards, you know, they ran an extremely safe pass play. Um is what is what they did. But and then they ran it up their throats for a first down on the next play. Um, so that's that that's just what was what was happening. So yeah, <laughs> I'm sure tr- I've got so many different things to say about the game. I can't even remember which one I was going to go with, but to me, the Steelers had the, the Steelers had the opportunity. Do you talk to many Ravens fans?
1: Um, since the game though, no, I've not, I've I, do to talk to, I do talk to plenty, Yeah, um, but I didn't see any of them at work on Monday. And then mm-hmm. I wasn't at work today.
0: Gotcha. So. Good for you. Anyway, um, I ran into one kid. I call him a kid. He's probably Andrew Wilbar's age, <laughs> but he he works at Chick Fil A and he carries out the mobile orders onto the stands. And that's what I do. I get a mobile order. So we have a tradition now, and uh, because Monday nights I don't have a podcast that I have to do, Monday nights are our we get Chick Fil A. We all load up in the van, and we drive around and look at Christmas lights and park for various different displays. That's what we do in December. That's what my family does. So I was at Chick-fil-A the Monday before. He saw me in my Steelers stuff. Another Steelers fan was talking to me. He was talking about the Ravens. He saw me there again this Monday, and he stopped to talk to me. I don't mind talking to Ravens fans that actually know what they're talking about. And this kid they, knows what he's talking
1: about. actually, no football?
0: Exactly. Because I'm the same, remember. I'm the same way. Yeah, like I'll talk to anybody for any team that knows knows what they're saying. But you you teach at a college where you have a lot of students from Baltimore, so you're probably dealing with students. I you know I taught at a high school where I had Ravens fans as high school kids, and I'm like, they just said some of the dumbest things, you know. But that that's what just gets frustrating. But I I loved talking to the to the one custodian that was a Ravens fan because he knew his stuff, man. He really did. But but this kid. I keep calling him a kid. I probably shouldn't do that. Um, this guy, this young, young man, this young man, said some things that I thought was very important. He completely agreed with this one statement I would ask you about. The Steelers had opportunities that they screwed up, and what the Ravens did is they simply didn't screw up. Yes. Yeah. That's simple. Yeah. If the Steelers don't screw up as much, or if the Ravens screw up one time, different result. Yep. Yeah. Understood. And the Steelers had at least four major screw ups, and that's just, you know, offensively slash specialty field goal. You know, if you're talking about that, so so that's one.
1: Yep. You might go ahead. as well say you might as well say five.
0: If you want to go throw in the the, you could you if could you say six.
1: Throw, if I'm throwing in the 17
0: yard punt. Coach Tomlin said, that's low-hanging fruit. He's like, we also had a punt trying to flip field position that was a touchback. Yep. Can't do that. Then he talked about, then we had a, on a punt return, we had a hold. I, I said before, I felt bad for James Pierre, because on that touchback, he got held so bad on that punt. And then they turn around and call him for a hold that I never even actually saw the saw the replay of. So, yeah, but all those different things that the Steelers screwed up their opportunities, the Ravens, they, they didn't make the big mistake. They got dual possession on their fumble. They had a ball off their offensive lineman's helmet that goes way up in the air and ends up falling to the ground. That's just the way things went for them. So he wholeheartedly agreed. So in essence, you could almost say this game wasn't a much about, as much about the Ravens winning as it was the Steelers losing you could almost go that far but you can't say that too much because the ravens ran the ball down their throats and owned the trenches but the other thing that he said as a fan he doesn't feel good about that about that game he doesn't feel good about the last four games the ravens are 3 and 1 in their last four and they have not played well and he actually compared it to the 2020 pittsburgh steelers he's like yeah the steelers went 11 and 0 But they weren't playing well, and you were just kind of waiting for when things were going to start going wrong. And that's kind of where the Baltimore Ravens are right now, even if Lamar comes back.
1: Well, put it this way, as they finish out the last few games of their season, if they they would happen to start playing well, then look Mm -hmm. out because they got those wins when they were not playing well they they start playing well and win going in the playoffs, then they become even more dangerous. That you know, they could become yeah. that hot team that runs all the way through.
0: Or the mm-hmm.
1: wheels could fall off.
0: And yeah, and that's exactly what I was talking to him about. I said, you know what? If, just as a fan of the NFL, because that's what I'm kind of also looking at right now, because you know, I'm not looking at anything. I'm I am i am still not holding out for the for the slim hope that the Steelers could make the playoffs. I know some of you are, and that's okay. I'm just saying they are. They're not playing like a team that would be there, especially with based off of this past week. And I know it's you just want to know how things would have been if it would have been Kenny Pickett the whole time. You really do. But woulda, coulda, shoulda. But one thing that I say is these next four weeks, you want to know who's who's going to be the, 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 the team that's going to be the most likely to win the Super Bowl. Forget about records up to this point. As all the team has to be is in position to possibly make the playoffs. Look at the teams. That go three and one or four and oh, over the next over the the last part of the season, and don't just do that, but play well every game. Yeah, you could be a team that you went up against another hot team, and those two hot teams had a shootout or something, or had a or had a defensive battle, and it all came down to one thing at the you know, and, and and one team squeaked it out, but you don't, but you still say, man, they might have lost on the road, but they played well. You know, that's what you look for. And that's what this game was for me. Cause I'm like, if the Steelers could get to where they beat the Ravens and they're sitting there at six and seven, they had the opportunity to be that hot team, whether or not they would have been, would have been a whole different story, Right. but they're not, they didn't get to that opportunity. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so people could, you know, great start by the Philadelphia Eagles this year. But if they, but if they've really faltered over their last four games, I'm not saying they will. But if they do, think of the team. You could look at the teams that are all leading their their divisions right now. The top eight teams, the top the four division lead. Well, they're not the top eight teams because the, the the oh my goodness the NFC the top, top eight yeah the top eight seeds. seeds yeah we'll see the top eight seeds. Any one of those teams right now, even if they make the playoffs, could be a complete dud because they could just fall apart. That's what, that's what happened to the Steelers two years ago, you know. They fell apart at the end, and they were not a team that anyone was even remotely concerned with going into the postseason. So that's the NFL right now. I'm I'm sorry, we went on. we got to take our break here real quick. We'll come back, hit some other things from this Ravens game, and keep going on to looking at what these goals are for the Steelers going into their last four games. And then, of course, we got to hit our scores for this week because you still play to win the game. So stick around. We'll be right back. And we are back, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. We're rolling on. We're talking about last week's game. We're looking at what the Steelers should be doing for the next four games. Rich, what do you want to hit next? What do you want to hit next from this Ravens game? I
1: don't know. Pick some, I mean, we, we got multiple things to talk about. Pick yeah. something and let's roll with it quickly yeah. and because we got more things to cover.
0: Yeah. We have an uneducated Ravens fan in the in the in the live chat because they think they're actually playing well. <laughs> because educated Ravens fans know they're not. They just have a chance to do to, to, to do that. So uh it is what it is. Um whew. the the biggest thing that was about the Ravens winning and not the Steelers losing, that the Ravens did for themselves was running the football. What did you think was the Steelers' biggest problem with stopping the run?
1: Uh, defensive line. Okay. The defensive line just wasn't up to the task. Yeah. We were getting blown off the ball. Yeah. Well, not even necessarily blown off the ball, but they were able to, if, if you look at some of the stuff, they were hitting a lot of combo blocks on the line, peeling the one guy off to, to hit the backers. So everybody, you know, the linemen. The backers are all blocked. That leaves, basically, and you can look at it by the number of tackles they had, that left Minka and Terrell Edmonds to make the tackles.
0: Yeah, when I mean. Safeties,
1: when you're relying ugh. on your safeties to make all the tackles, you're giving up yards.
0: Well, it's not just the safeties making the tackles. There's going to be games where the safeties make tackles because that's who they are. But in a game where they threw the ball, what, 17, 17 times. times and ran it 40-something, that's a whole different story. If it's a right. game where the team's throwing a lot and the safeties are making throwing tackles. 50. Yeah, you would expect the safeties to make tackles on completed passes, but that's not what happened. They were running the ball, running the ball, running the ball, and the safeties were having to make the tackles. So, yes, I saw someone say it. Um, I think it was Ron Schultz. I lost it, though, um, in the live chat. It says gap discipline. Agreed. The ability for the defensive line to force a double team. They have You have to play good enough to make them double team you. Coach Tomlin talked about one of the players, I, I'm going to mess up the name, so I'm not even going to try, for the Carolina Panthers. He says, he's a guy you got to get four hands on. So in other words, it's a guy you got to start off where two guys have to worry about him before you can think about going to the next level were the Steelers really having guys that were they that the that the Ravens had to put two hand, put four hands on? No. I mean, Cam was still struggling. I mean, he Cam said he was trying to do too much. Doing more, you know, and the to me, doing too much is like trying to make the play no matter what your responsibility is. If you give up your gap because you're trying to make a play, you're actually giving them somewhere else that they can run to as well. Yeah. Um yeah. So that that was one. Coach Tomlin today said it was both both um scheme and production. He didn't say production, he said something else, but but uh basically the same thing. Both both what they were trying to do and their ability to do it. Scheme and execution. There we go. Um that, that's just just one of those one of those things. Um you know, it it, it is what it is. So Yeah, that was tough. And then the Steelers inside linebackers are not, they're not Vince Williams inside linebackers. They're not pre-Vince Williams inside linebackers because that's not what the NFL is today.
1: The NFL inside
0: linebackers are guys that have to be able to run with tight ends.
1: You mean that wasn't Vince Williams or LeVon Kirkland? Yeah. or, Or guys like that?
0: Yeah, those guys are not guys that can shed offensive linemen that get to them. That's why you're getting your nose tackle getting called for defensive holding. He's doing – all since they're not having to double-team him in order to block him, he's trying to force a double-team by holding on to the guy and making them stay there to free up the linebacker. People say, oh, the, the the defensive line should be making the tackles. No, the defensive line should be sucking up blocks to let linebackers make tackles. And linebackers should be filling up into the gaps in order to make the stops at the line of scrimmage. None of those things were happening. Safe to say?
1: Very safe to say. Yeah. You know, I I don't know. The first guy came to mind when you were talking about that, that, you know, on the Steelers recently was, you know, that was Larry Foote was great at that. Yeah. You know, he wasn't necessarily going to shed that offensive lineman, but if he didn't have to deal with an offensive lineman, he's coming up and making that play.
0: Yeah. 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 So that it was just overall, I mean, and that's what it I think it was Miles Jack that said it was just so frustrating because because the because the Steelers knew they were running the ball and yet they couldn't stop it. They knew that's what they were doing. I mean, it took seven minutes and fifty five seconds off the clock to, to move down the field and kick a field goal to go up two scores. And then the Steelers score the touchdown, need to get the stop, and they can't get it. They can't get it. They so, couldn't
1: get it. wasn't even close to getting it.
0: No. I mean, honestly, to me, it was, was it second down that they gained yes. six or seven yards? That was the yeah. one that really set them up well. I mean, I, I mean, if you would have forced them to run on a third and seven, but honestly, part of me was afraid third and seven. The Steelers like, well, we better, we better get our pass defense out here just in case. But I mean, you, the Steelers wouldn't pass in that scenario, so why would they think well, but you never know with Wang Harbs because it's Wang Harbs. But uh third third string quarterback, yeah, you knew they were trying to run the clock out. Um, they just couldn't get the stop. And I know there's still some people that are like, oh, well, the, the Steelers had the opportunity to draft J.K. Dobbins and they chose a guy that they now traded away. Do you really think JK Dobbins would be the same running back in the Steelers system? No, I don't I think, think so either. But you have to admit, him coming back was a big boost for them. It really was. Oh, sure it was. Yeah, sure absolutely. Was. Um, to me, I, that was almost more important than Lamar, the way he played, the way he ran. But uh, that's it, it really was the big boys. And, man, that fullback, that fullback for the Ravens, my goodness, he was just moving people. But Coach Tomlin said it today, and he said that when when they move the pile and fall forward, that's going to wear you down anytime anytime they do that and instead of a second and eight it's a second and six and that continually happens they're just going to sustain drives because yeah. of falling forward and that was some things i noticed too many times defensive pursuit came from behind and pushed the guy forward more i noted yeah. i noticed that three or four times did you see that i did all right so better if I
1: I, Go ahead. You know what? I don't, I don't know that I mentioned that in the knee jerk, but at one point in time I was going to, but I don't think I ended up getting it in there.
0: Yeah. But um, this, these are in no particular order, but probably the first other thing we're going to talk about goal for the season over the last four games. What do you want to see when it comes to the running game?
1: Um. I'd like to see us get back to what we saw the first, you know, in that, in that third quarter meaning the third quarter of our season.
0: Third quarter of the season.
1: Yeah, the third quarter of our season, we were the running game was coming together. We strung together some nice games run the, running the football enough to give our offense balance. We uh-huh. did not have balanced offense in the second half of that yeah. game the other day. Well, I was still talking
0: about running defense, but still, that doesn't matter. Sorry, (laughs) I I was switching gears. I was just trying to put a bow on that and then move on to that one. So let's talk about – believe it or not,
1: our running defense was doing the same thing in the the third quarter. Mm -hmm. Well, for the most part, we we gave up some yards here and there, but those were in games where we tended to have leads. And, again, we weren't Mm – we got yashed for a few yards here and there, but it wasn't like we were being, what I want to say, controlled. That game, we were just controlled. Controlled,
0: yeah. They were imposing their will. Will.
1: That's exactly what I was going to say. They were imposing their will upon us, and we could do nothing about it. I want to see us back in the running game. It's one thing to give up some yards, Mm -hmm. because the Steelers will. You know, because we're that whole bend-but-don't-break thing. Which, if you want to get technical, they still did it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They still did it. They gave up One touchdown. One touchdown. And three
0: field goals. How do you rush for that many yards in a game? And that's only what get I'd like one to, that's what I'd
1: like to point out to our friend that is out there in the live chat right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who, who is so high on the Ravens, how do you run for that many yards <laughs> the Ravens score one and score one touchdown?
0: Are not that playing is the Steelers?
1: Well. That is the Steelers. That
0: very good.
1: <laughs> that is the Steelers of two years ago. Like, yeah, that is the That is the, you should have a lot of concern. Yet he is over here in our live chat. Mm -hmm. Okay. Steeler season is over. Yeah. And that guess what, bud? We've been talking. We've been talking about that for a while. We've been talking about that for several weeks. Wow. I'm
0: so glad you came here to educate. Come on. But anyway, but bottom line is, let's not worry about it. Bottom line is. If they if they weren't playing four of the more bottom teams in the NFL over the last four weeks, the Ravens likely would have gone 0-4. The only thing that was saving them right now was the ease of their schedule. and Because the Steelers are not a good team when you really look at it. When you really look at everything else, the Steelers are – when you look at the rankings and everything else, they're a bottom of the, of the league team. That's really that, – that's actually the Steelers are probably overachieving when it comes to their win-loss and and being in games. And what's what's sad is, you know, the Steelers had an opportunity to beat the Bengals. They just didn't do it. But it's not like they should have won the game. This is when they flat-up should have won. I mean, throwing three interceptions, No, only one of them, the snap, happened in the red zone. But all three passes were caught by defenders in the red zone. And if it's not for a blocked field goal... You probably still win the game anyway. That's insane, you know. That's that's like that. That's like the Bengals having five turnovers against the Steelers and still forcing the game to go to overtime. Which is
1: where, which is where. <laughs> so, so, so I'm going to shift the gears on us here. Just a tad. I'm yeah. we'll use that opportunity to do it based on what you were saying. So, you honestly okay? And here's the thing I look at. You take away the three. Well, two very poor and one questionable decision by Mitch Trubisky. And he he, he was moving the team up and down the field.
0: Yeah. That's what Coach Tallman said when asked about, you know, what he, was the he, good that you he got from was.
1: Okay. You take, away, you take away the three interceptions. And, again, we probably win that game pretty easily.
0: Yeah. You take away one of them. Yeah. You don't even have to take yeah. away all three of them. You take away one. No. And that's. Take that's... away one, we win the game. Yeah. You take away
1: all three of them, we win the game easily.
0: Yeah. I mean, probably by, I mean, double digits. Yes. Yeah.
1: So, um, it, it, it's, how I want to say it? It it w- could have changed the whole complexion of the game, because I can tell you one thing. Had we not Had the Steelers not turned the ball over three times, and turn some of that into points, you would have seen the Ravens have to throw a lot more than 17 passes in that game.
0: Yes. And I, I think this kind of goes back to Atlanta. In the second half of the game against Atlanta, they ran the ball really well against the Steelers. That's it, We've talked about that. That was documented. But the Steelers had the lead, and Atlanta was trying to get back in it. And doing what they did, they just weren't going to have enough time it was you know that that was different that was not the scenario in this one that was not the scenario in this game but i mean we could keep talking about this game for a long time let's before we hit to our, to what scores let's talk about these other things that are the goals for the steelers over the last four yeah. games okay to me and we, Jeffrey and I have a vertex coming out. It's going to be about George Pickens. It's going to be about how the Steelers are using him. And Jeffrey's making the point that the Steelers are using him a lot in the offense, even when they don't throw him the ball. They're using him to be able to do other things. I would like them to be able to do that and while throwing in the freaking ball. I mean, my goodness. He he caught everything. They, they targeted him three times, once in the second half. You know, the the Steelers threw the ball more because this Ravens' pass defense is terrible. Marlon Humphrey said Pickens owned him all day, and the Steelers just didn't throw him the ball. I mean, and that's a pretty big deal. So I I don't know if that was the choice of the quarterback. I don't know if it was the offensive scheme. I don't know. I don't care. Fix it. So that's something goal that I want to see the Steelers over the last four games is I want to see them utilize – their weapons, especially the ones that they know they have under contract going forward. I want to see, you know, you've got George Pickens first year of his four-year deal. You need to start, you, I mean, you, you need to take the training wheels off. He doesn't need them. Okay, get them off, throw them the ball, things of that nature. Sound them. Uh,
1: yeah. Sound good. I agree. We we yeah. You know. Um. Need to. We need to work more there. Need to work more. Continue to work with FireMuth. You know, get these young weapons that we have. Let's
0: get them more involved. Yeah. Get them involved. Yes. Now, that leads back into the quarterback question. But yeah. if Kenny Pickett is good and safe to play you still want to see him out there and continuing to progress because he's your he's your day one starter next week there's no question about it there's no competition he's the guy next year unless something major happens in his play over the last four games or however many of them he can play okay so I want to see Kenny Pickett out there doing his things and I, he to me he's going to be back this season it's not the only question is this week. If it's not this week, what do you prioritize? Having Mitch Trubisky out there because he is under contract next year, or saying, "Hey, I want to give, I want to put the quarterback out there that will allow us to uh, get our younger receivers a better chance to do what they do, and not just throw interceptions." Does that make sense?
1: Yes, it makes total sense, which is exactly where I was going to go with it when I okay. was talking about that. I'd like to potentially see Rudolph because again, Rudolph, very good in the passing game, very strong arm, good on the deep ball. Um, very so you know, 10 you know, in the times we've seen him good decision making. Let's see what it can do. Because really, what I'd like to I'd like to see a few games where offensively we rumble. We haven't really rumbled as an offense. Obviously. We showed flashes that we could, but we haven't really gone on a tear. And that's what I'd like to see over a couple of these last games is really see the offense go on a tear. So,
0: yeah, but the, the thing with that is, is I think we kind of had an idea that that was what this offense was going to be this season, that it was, that it was going to be more defense carries. I, I don't, I don't know if you listen to the post game show, when jeff asked me if it was if you if you put this more on the defense or the offense and i say or what you're more disappointed in i said i'm more disappointed in the defense and i gave that analogy of looking at the best student in the class versus someone else who's struggling yep. and how you grade them when the best student in the class only really gets a 90 you're kind of disappointed but when the kid that's struggling gets an 88 you're ecstatic right Okay. it's not even that the offense is doing better than defense you just had higher expectations yeah. So I and didn't have defense, huge expectations for this offense. That's why they need to keep growing. Right.
1: My expectations were on the defense. But what I would love to see from the offense is a couple of the games. Again, we're talking now coming up on the end of the season, right? Yeah. This is what I expected from the offense to start the season, right? The, the game scoring, you know. 16 18 points and i was you know i was expecting the Steelers to be around 20 points be in games and things like that as though but as we're coming towards the end of the season i'm wanting to see the offense just not progress in terms of moving the ball things like that i i want to see us start to put more points on the board consistently
0: yeah well, and they <laughs> could have in this last game. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing. Like, I, I've got to go back and say, man, I take it all back because I didn't, I didn't mean it to go to that extreme. And I'm like, the Steelers need to finish drives. They need to have a better touchdown to field goal ratio. But what stinks is when it is it, is I didn't put in the third factor: the touchdown to field goal to nothing ratio. That to the turnover. I want to see the Steelers. They had done it for four games. I want to see them play a much cleaner brand of football. I'm I, I'm okay if the Steelers over the last four games. I want them to average or they, I'm okay with a total of four turnovers. They can average one a game because I still don't want them to just not take chances. But you can't have that three in a game that just completely changes the outcome. Right. Yeah.
1: You know, and, and believe it or not. You know, I'm okay with the Steelers. You know, a 23-point game from the Steelers is not terrible if you're talking, you know, you're you're talking two touchdowns and three field goals, right? Yeah. Okay. That I'm okay with. Five scoring drives. That's the other thing I look into. Five scoring drives. And if you go two touchdowns, three field goals, sure you'd like one more touchdown and one less field goal there. Yeah. Right? Then you're talking about, you know. A 27-point game instead of 23. You know. And 27 starts to look really nice, but first I'm going to take we got to consistently do the 20 some around that 23. A couple touchdowns, several a couple field goals, scoring some points. Then just you, you flip-flop it to where you get, you know, one more touchdown, one less field. Yeah, let's take one more of those field goal drives, make it a touchdown. Now we're really starting to roll. Okay. The other reason I really want to see that from the offense here at the end is because you've got so many young pieces. I want to see that as the momentum builder into next year mm-hmm. for the offense.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. To, to, to you know, I've like I said, finish, you know, finish your drives. That's good. But don't, I mean, my goodness, the Steelers had the ball inside the 25-yard line five times, and they got two touchdowns, and that's all. That's not even counting the 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 um, the drive they were on first and ten. They threw the long interception where George Pickens had one on one and he threw it to Deontay Johnson, who had safety help over the top, and the safety makes the catch. Well, I, I don't understand that that decision. I really don't. I, I don't mm-hmm. either.
1: I, mm-hmm. I do not either. Um, basically, um, you know what? Another thing. I almost stuck in the knee jerk. They let go. Mitch lets go that ball. On the on the high trajectory yeah. ball, but yeah, you know, wasn't even wasn't even halfway there yet. Okay, I turned to Kyle and said, "That's an interception."
0: Uh. <laughs> yeah, it just it had that Kyle, feel, didn't it? Yeah, that's an interception. Well, because well, you, you, you saw the safety running deep beyond your safety, but like, no then, matter. I mean, unless that throws perfect, which you could tell it wasn't, that's coming over for him to pick it off.
1: Right, you know? and the, the other thing is. You, you know, I'm sorry to go back. I hate to constantly do it, but I go back and think of Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger sees that safety. Ben rothsberger completes that pass for a touchdown. Yeah. You know why?
0: He throws it to the other side of the field. No. <laughs> no.
1: And, and see, this is, this is maybe where Mitch and sometimes quarterbacks get in trouble. Ben rothsberger completes that pass to Deontay Johnson for a touchdown.
0: Without putting so much air on it?
1: He doesn't put as much yeah. air on it. Okay. Yeah. That's
0: where you're going with it. Gotcha. That's been, that's
1: been that, you know, Ben, Ben would quickly say, Hey, I got the arm strength. I'm bringing that trajectory down so that the ball can beat the safety.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, we, we're going to have to get rolling here. We're going to get the scores real quick. So let's real quick goals for the Steelers over the last four games. you want to see them, the offense evolved play, play cleaner than they did this past game, get more like what they did in the third quarter but it, I'm not expecting perfection because Correct. bad things are just going to happen at times. All right. Um, it would be nice if they could, if they could keep the average to under one a game, three over the last four games would really be, be, be pretty nice. Just don't do them all one game. Okay. So that's, so that's one um, putting, putting up the points. I would say show you can get the running game going, but they did that in the third quarter. So my, I would say continue to show that you can balance, be balanced by running the football. And, and 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 everything, work the middle of the field in the passing game. I'd love to see that going on. The defense, you, you're going to have to see if some of these young defensive linemen are, you know, are, are they really – you talk about the depth the de- and the, the names defense. are not going to get rid of, but, I mean, are, are they really above the line? The Can defense. they really give you the play you need? Or do you just got to go out and invest and say, hey, guys, Sorry.
1: Defense needs to continue to rotate pieces because what I really think the defense needs to do, and they need to do it honestly, is evaluate talent. Yeah. They need to evaluate talent on the defensive side of the football. What do we have so that we can figure out what do we keep, what do we get rid of, what do we need? Yeah, and we will be
0: breaking that down throughout the offseason, all kinds of stuff like that. So, you know... I mean, I think cornerback is a big one. You know, Cam Sutton's not going to be under contract. You know, is William Jackson the third even going to come out and play any games for the Steelers? To think about what they would possibly consider with him, Um, I you know, I don't think you'll see Witherspoon anymore. Um, Is is I've I've been I Levi Wallace. I think has been playing well. I want to see him continue to show that he can be the guy that's opposite of the guy. I don't think Levi Wallace is the guy. But can he be the guy opposite the guy? You know, things of that, those kind of questions. Um, Then special teams, you know what? Presley Harvin, you've used up your shanks for the year. None. You get none over the last four games. Yeah. You get one more, and their Steelers are definitely bringing in competition for you next year. And not just. just It could be anyway. They could do it anyway. But one more. Competition, no. not just in name. It is yeah. going
1: to. It would be real.
0: Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. So the thing is, is, is that I, I don't think he's like with a lot of other things. I don't think he's beyond hope. I want to still see the offensive line can work together like that. That blown thing. Kevin Dotson just said he he didn't hear the right number on the call for him to block right versus left. You can't have those kind of things going on in Week 14. No. When you've had the same five starting offensive linemen the whole game. And That's it good. wasn't even that it was the other quarterback. You've got to be able to know what you're doing and, and get it done. So we are running way so over. So we've really got you're to, go to get, to get, get somebody. Killed. You're going to get someone. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think people should be attacking him the way they are on social media, but he shouldn't worry about social media either. So, Rich, yeah. <sighs> Steelers are playing the Panthers. They've been playing. there. They're they, you want to know the truth? The even Panthers though – even though the they – Ever since they went away from Baker Mayfield was not the right fit for Carolina, but he sure was for for <laughs> to the Rams. But know, I mean I think
1: he continues to be there,
0: honestly. One the truth, if the Ravens play the Panthers one week later, they they probably lose to him. Uh, yeah, you know, because ever since that game, the Panthers have been on a tear. They made they made a change, they've been on a tear. They're a team that's actually on the rise. The Steelers—they didn't play—they didn't play a team on the rise last week. Uh, they didn't play a team on the rise the week before. They didn't play a team on the rise the week before this. This is the first game in four games that they're playing a team on the rise. So that's something to consider going into Carolina. Rich, what do you have for your score for this game before I put it out through the live chat?
1: Um, Panthers. 26 Steelers
0: 19. All right, you got the Panthers winning by a touchdown, 26 to 19. For those of you that might be new to this, um, if you put the score in before I had it in the live chat, I won't go back and do it. You've got to put it in after. If you don't say a team, we and just a number, we assume it's Steelers, um, and we will read these off here. Yeah, I, 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 I know what you mean there because the This is a. This is not a game. This was a game that I had the Steelers winning throughout the season. But based on the last two weeks for each, teams, it's each really team, yeah. it's, it's really changed. It's changed a lot. It it's changed a lot. So I still want to see how this week. Luckily, I don't have to make a prediction till Thursday until I know two more, two more injury reports. <laughs> so that'll be nice. So here we go. George Teston, 38-27, Steelers, 38-27 with Rudolph. Okay. Um, Brian Brown says 35-7 Steelers makes it five T D passes. Thomas Riley says, um twenty to twenty. <laughs> yeah, there you go. This is the tie for the Steelers to end up with with a 500, eight, eight and one. There you go. State of the Steelers is 23 19. Hey, Steelers 23 19. It's a 23 19. 23. I
1: almost said that. <laughs> so I just told that.
0: Yeah. Uh, Gabriel Golden says 20 to six. That would be Steelers. George OTJ says twenty seven seventeen, And they have Mason, 19, said tw- I said 17. 19. Sorry, 19. Sorry about that, George. Um, Steelers Pittsburgh, 1917 Steelers. Craig J. Lawson, 16-13 Steelers. That you know, that kind of score wouldn't surprise me. I don't even know yet if I'm going with the low scoring or high scoring. I this one's that, tough to to deal with.
1: That's the kind of score I would see for the Steelers to win.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That you think they're better off it's a lower lower scoring game. Yes. And if it's a higher scoring game, they could be in trouble. Okay. Um, John Funker says 27-21 Steelers. Um all James said he was sorry. Put it in. Put your score there again, James. Put it in there. I'll make sure I get it. Um, JDA I, delete. Thank you. Okay. They even have a little thing there. Um, little icon for their name. That's pretty impressive. 23-17 uh, Steelers. Just so they can sweep the, the NFC South. Um, Leilani? Leilani? I think that's Leilani. That
1: is Leilani. Um,
0: 20 to 17 Steelers. Uh, Ron Schultz says 21-20 steelers and a nail biter. Is it every, every game? I, the this, play yeah, a nail biter? Yeah. Ron, just keep picking nail biters, and I think you'll be right. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Rob Fitoff says 27-10 Panthers with a with a cry face. Claude Bishop says twenty one. 20 black and gold. Kathy Ford says 20 to 18 Steelers. Uh Frosty the Bear says 27 13 Steelers. Um it'd be nice to see him get a decisive win. I that that that, that would be welcome, okay? Mike Barrett says uh Panthers 27 Steelers 16. Ah, uh, Mark Tobin says twenty seven thirteen Panthers. There's James Tresvant. gives us his Steelers nineteen sixteen. Tyler W says twenty one seventeen W meaning went for the Steelers. Um, Ashanti, I think I said that right. Yes. Uh, says Panthers twenty three sixteen. Then says about you know if, if if the Steelers lose, then you think about shutting down TJ. That's that's something to talk about next week. Really? That's, yeah, a, that's a discussion next week. We'll, yeah. that, we'll see how this one plays out. But I, I understand what you're saying. So... First, we'll see if that happens, and then we'll so then you know, that'll it, be something to talk about.
1: Just, just say so you know, Shanti TJ's going to fight that tooth and nail. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, Sherry Richards says Mason twenty four Panthers twenty. <laughs> <Nice. laughs> John Stevens has sixteen to twenty Panthers. Uh, outside Steelers fan says good guys thirty three Panthers seventeen. First complete game of the of the season it would be that it really would be, and the Steelers have done well against the Panthers. You know that put a, the last time they played him, they put up 52.
1: Was that the last time they played that, on a Thursday? Yeah, you're right.
0: I'm pretty sure. I've I, I, I gotta go back and check that out. I know the Steelers have won quite a number of games in a row in the Panthers. They've only played them seven times ever, and they're six and one all time against the Panthers. They lost the first game they ever played and won the last six. Um, Jerry Cherry says 17 16 Steelers. Uh Demetrios says 24 13 Steelers. George Hoover says 31 19 Steelers. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say it. Brian Brown says it win, lose, or draw. The Steelers always make us cuss and sweat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's a pretty good one. Oh, wait, we got another one. Got another coming in here. Tank Allen says Panthers 24, um, Steelers 15. All right. Um, duh, 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 duh. So, Rich, you got the Steelers, are, whether it's Kenny, whether it's Mitch, whether it's Mason, they're going to go out here and try to get a win. They have to. They have to. You play to win the game. That's because yeah. it's what you do. It's yeah, what you do. Well.
1: Just, just remember when it comes to the Steelers, you don't have this button to push. I know, it's another one. It might have to be one that we get. Oh, that would be former NFL head coach Denny Green.
0: Oh, that that's another one. Yeah, said you want to crown them, crown them. <laughs> they are. They, they we are. We thought they were. Uh, you know what? I would. I would give. Coaches, a I would give a better impression, but the answer Can't is do it. Yeah. I just can't. Yeah. So, all right. Make sure you check it out our podcast tomorrow night. Don't miss tomorrow night. Know your enemy. We have a special guest scheduled. Sometimes when you get a big guest, you just really cross your fingers, hope to make sure that everything works out. Um, but that, bad has got this one set up. I'm really happy that he does. Um, f- former, former NFL player ties to Steelers ties, ties to Panthers. Um, Great guest for them to have. Don't miss that one tomorrow night.
1: Fingers crossed that one works out.
0: Yeah, because that's going to be a good one. Right. Yeah, don't yeah don't don't miss that one. Get in the live chat if you can be there tomorrow night. Uh, but of course, you know you got let's ride tomorrow. You've got the war room tomorrow. I'll have Stat Geek Thursday. We got all the shows coming. They're all coming. And uh, then we get to play. Uh, go, you know, we don't play, but we get to watch the Steelers play another game. They only got four left. You've got to enjoy them while you got them, because there's going to be a right. long time to where all you're going to do is hear me complain about, man, I just wish we could watch another game. Yep. So it's going to be a long time. So enjoy them while you got them, even if the season isn't what you hoped it would be. Some people, I mean, the Steelers have won five games. you got You got to remember this. Uh, there's a number of people that they've already exceeded what they thought the Steelers would have win-wise this year that, when, that when we correct. started out. You've got to remember correct. that. You've got to remember that. So, uh, so make sure you're also checking out the website. All getting get all the content. Like I said, if nothing else, Thursday morning we'll have a vertex with uh, Jeffrey and I um, talking about George Pickens. So, Rich, thoughts uh, to send us out of here.
1: Thoughts to send us out of here. Well, uh, you, I know where I'm going to be on Sunday. Um, come one o'clock. Um, I have to. I have to not be at my second side gig um i've had to turn that one down for sunday to be able to you know take care of the Steelers. yeah and so so i'm making sure that happens so i will be on my couch hopefully recovered because i don't know what they're going for down there we're about to get crippled here in the very western mountains of maryland with ice yeah, we're, um, we're, we're, might get ice. They're still not sure. Yet. We're, we're talking up to about three, maybe three quarters of an inch of ice. That's ice. a lot of ice. And that's a lot of ice. So we can hopefully you have
0: power to enjoy
1: the Steelers game. Uh, that's hilarious that you say that because I, I hope so. If mm-hmm. not, I'll be doing the knee jerk reaction from the, um, Hillgrove, uh, Wolfly, um, you know, play by play, play by play. And I'll be doing it off of that. So either way, though. I'm gonna be here. I'm gonna be dealing with Steelers, watching it, listening to it, one way or the other. And you know, win, lose, or draw isn't gonna matter that much because it's Steeler football. Not a whole lot left of the season, so I'm gonna be there. Can't wait.